1: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
0: This is the Ocean Protect podcast, talking about the issues that face our oceans and what we can do about it. Presented by Ocean Protect, committed to change. Hey, um, well, this is this is a bit unusual. The last time we all caught up together was in Bondi, wasn't it? Bondi, <laughs> I think we're. At the time, wasn't it a pre-COVID
2: catch-up? Well, I actually looked it up. There was 24th of February, 2020. It was,
0: it was when it was just bloody starting.
3: You hit the decks, Jeremy, the Friday and we yeah, right. wisely because you were feeding us that government info and then we cancelled the Monday and we had literally started installing artwork, so we were so close. We right. were trying to ride that week out and we just didn't get there. <laughs>
2: We should do a slight recap. This is actually the second time we've had you, lovely ladies, on the show, Anita and Kaz from the Ocean Lovers Festival, the wonderful founders of the Ocean Lovers Festival. Like we indicated, we recorded in February 2020. We're all excited about this amazing Ocean Lovers Festival that was going to happen the next month. And we're talking about how wonderful it was, how we we're looking forward to it, how Jeremy was going to bust out his budgie smugglers and roll around Bondi Beach. <laughs> I
3: thought, yeah, that was you,
0: Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. exactly. Everyone on the show knows he's talking about himself. not kidding.
2: <laughs> but clearly a little thing called COVID rolled through and skittled the plans. But we're back.
0: Are we back for
3: 2022? Oh we are. We are. Third time we've rearranged, but everybody is excited for this, from the mayor, the ministers, the count, everybody around Bondi just wants this up and happening. So we're we're full on.
2: We should point out the Ocean Lovers Festival is going to be on Bondi Beach March 10th to, was it 10th to 13th, is that right? Correct. 2022
0: that's such an achievement to hold in there i mean yeah uh, well done i mean as you say everyone will be excited should be excited if they're not well bloody hell get excited because you've <laughs> had a long time to, to plan this one and ups and downs of, of people not coming and COVID and sponsors but from from what i've seen everyone's stuck with you if not got more behind you tell us the journey over the last two years to get to here from from our chat um, yeah. and I think a week later it was bang. What have you guys been up to for, uh, it's, it's, it's actually two years later to to the month. Yeah. So last two years, Anita, how are you? What's going on?
4: Well, it's been a very bumpy road from, like Kaz said, having to cancel literally overnight to um, homeschooling and all the rest that went with COVID problems that the whole world had to face. It wasn't just us. We felt really fortunate that uh, we had in particular, our main sponsor, Volvo, come back to us and say, what's happening? When are we on again? Where, how are we going? Basically, we rescheduled for November this year. And then when we got another lockdown, we thought, all right, let's make the call and move it to March. See it clear. We want to have the best chance of really pulling off a great festival for everyone this time. And I think we're mm. really ready to get out and have some fun and enjoy themselves again.
2: And there's a lot happening, clearly. You all want to roll through or give a very quick snippet because there's just so much happening over, what, four days. What could people look forward to if they were to come along?
4: I'll get started and Kaz will probably jump in with some more. But we've got a sunshine, solar-powered stage and we're actually bringing down a big sunflower from Southern Cross Uni that will power the stage for the whole weekend. And this year, because the pavilion is still being renovated, the council has been super generous and given us the big, Park right across from the beachfront between the two surf clubs. So we've got 6,000 square meters of parkland right opposite the beach. We're going to have a big stage with live music, science talks, workshops for kids, our fish tank, fishing for good ideas for the oceans coming back, ode to the ocean song competition that we've got Kate Sobrano judging for us this year. Then we've got market stalls, the workshop for kids, big beach clean sunrise yoga on the beach and uh, we're doing a big ocean lovers lap swim of bondi bay with the icebergs club as well and the support of north Bondi surf club and then we've got a
3: free film screening girls can't surf fantastic movie made by a couple of locals actually but an australian special film that's a sunset screening on the beachfront uh, on the saturday night so lots of great things to get along to all of that is free
2: Look, Jeremy unfortunately can't make it this year, but I will be.
3: Uh,
0: hold on, hold
2: on. Well, hold on. Is there oh, no,
0: no, a no. no, no, because uh, um, in this country, Jacinda is, is I mean, she <laughs> is going downhill pretty quickly. Everyone around the world is going, come on, you've, you've got to let this rip through. So I'm hoping that Omicron, I mean, I'm literally licking public areas trying to get it. I'm hoping that it rips through. <laughs> Because as soon as, as soon as it rips through, she's got to open the borders because I'm just as likely to get it from going to the as I am to get it from it. Anyway, don't count me out, guys. I mean, as soon as the borders open.
3: There's always a spot for you. <laughs> Thanks, I'm definitely but, not counting you out.
0: But, hey, glad to be there in his budgie, Smugglers.
3: You know, our new theme is dive in. Uh, we've called it dive into wonder, but you can dive into so much stuff. But well, there we have some cool extras, like actually a free diving course, and people are really getting into oh, yeah. that kind of oh, breathing stuff, that. Yeah, you yeah. can dive under the waves with our underwater drones, which oh. are super cool off North Bondi, and you can dive into the icebergs pool, and we're planting a crayweed forest you can swim through and putting the um, Volvo Living Seawall tiles, so that's their restoration projects that are super cool, created here in Sydney, going around the world, and you can dive into the pool and get involved with those and meet the scientists. So, budgie smugglers are spot on for March.
2: That's all I'm packing. I'll be all <laughs> over the yoga, the free diving, the film festivals. I didn't know about this song contest. I'm I'm a dark horse. So I'm you know I better warm up the vocals and. Uh... <laughs> You're one of the greatest versions of uh, uh, what Highway to Hell or uh, Thunderstruck, you know, I can do it all, baby. Put
3: an ocean theme in and so you impress Kate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Please, come on. So, so, um, my
0: original question and and, and just what, what a great lineup of, of stuff, to yeah. Do. I mean, it, it hasn't been on the last couple of years, but that hasn't stopped these two wonderful ladies from charging forward, getting more involved, getting more things to it. I mean please take a bow, what you guys have been able to achieve. And let's face it, you know, live events have died, but you've just kept going. And it's great to see all your partners and supporters still there with you. And it's a testament because these are things that, that we need now. We need to bring people mm. together. We need to collaborate. We need to, you know, go back to nature. And, and, and we all know about the environmental impacts of what we do, what we talk about every day. But it's a really important thing with the community you guys are doing this year. and um. You know, if I can, I'll be there. My question is, like so, out of the last two years, have you felt like, fuck it, I'm going to pull a pin, this is too hard?
3: <laughs> no, no, not really, because we get a lot of encouragement. And I have to say, I think oceans have become increasingly a focus. I mean, everything around COP last year, the money pouring around the world towards oceans as a solution to this whole global issue. I mean, we're all about hope, so we have to keep flying that. Flag and showing the solutions and clever people coming up with things for the ocean. So, no, it feels more important than ever. And I guess from that, you know, cop level and politicians speaking to us, and we've been down road touring in Canberra, that's always interesting, trying to bring all those people on board. But it's the businesses, the entrepreneurs, but right down to the school kids. So, we didn't back take a back step on our school's literati project. We actually brought more people into that. We went out now to thousands of schools early last year, thinking we were having the festival in November. And we have had just dozens and dozens. There's buses coming in from Western Sydney with school kids who've put artworks to us. We're about to judge them with the fabulous Marina Debris. Everybody will know her. She's Mm, had her stuff everywhere now. And John Delson, who exhibited award-winning environmental artists, they're both judging these kids' artworks. And they'll blow your mind. The, The winners will all go on display in the festival. But the kids have been making these even through school lockdown. Their classes have managed to get together. They've sent us videos of them doing beach cleans to collect the materials from kindy to senior school. So projects like that actually kept running all of last year. We extended it. We're about to collect all the artwork and show it. And the kids write amazing stuff about what the ocean matters to them. In fact, it usually leaves their parents with their jaws dropping. So no step backwards. We're going forwards. Uh, The only one is Western Australia who keeps asking us to come, but Bit like New Zealand, (laughs) get there, (laughs) Jeremy. (laughs) Maybe we need to get on a boat. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's what a
0: lot of people are doing. That it's sort of silly as it sounds because you can do your quarantine while you're on the water. Ah, there you go. That's a
4: really clever idea. No, we've actually been invited to take the festival to WA in 2023, which is very exciting as well.
0: So people, people are now going, hey, let's uh, bring this goodness over. Is that part of the strategy? I mean. Is this something that we're going to go around the world in a Volvo, you know, ocean race? So are we going to expand this beyond the shores of Australia or am I speaking out of turn and we have to delete this? We're part?
4: definitely expanding out of Bondi. We're looking at actually even doing a month of blue in Sydney as the next step. And uh, we are in talks with WA, Queensland and Adelaide to a degree. So yeah, we're looking at expanding over the next few years. That's our goal.
2: That's amazing, and and it's reasonably new. Like you've had, is it just one Ocean Lovers Festival in two thousand nineteen? And Jeremy and I were both there. There was heaps of people. Like, how many people were at the two thousand nineteen uh,
4: event? We had fifteen thousand people across the three days.
2: Fifteen thousand people, first time event. You're already talking about expanding and going global. How many people are you anticipating at this one?
4: On a good weekend in Bondi, you get. Twenty to 40,000 people Wow, and that's per day so being I mean they won't necessarily all come to the festival but we will be visual to all of those people Mm. this time so I think our numbers are going to be quite big but um, also contained to be COVID safe so we we have um, all our plans in place to make sure that it will be a safe environment for everyone that attends.
2: I think it's fair to say that people are, to Jeremy's point before, people are crying out for connectivity and interaction in a COVID-safe environment. And obviously, I remember that one, one thing we talked about last time was just focusing on the positive, the solutions around, you know, we know there's some key issues and pressures facing our ocean, but two key things around the Ocean Lovers Festival, number one, celebrating the ocean, but number two, highlighting the various initiatives that are current and potentially uh, applicable in the future that we can you know, implement to help protect our oceans. Is that still the case?
4: Absolutely. Completely. That's one of the things in that we've got about 25 market stalls this year and and they're just so many cool products from sunglasses made out of 100% recycled materials. In our, Actually, we've got a young boy that's nine years old now with his dad who are coming to, as part of our fish tank called Good Citizens. and They've spent the last two, three years developing these sunglasses out of all 100 percent recycled material it's one plastic bottle per sunglasses and basically it's a dad and son team it's really cute both of the sons are involved and they're doing incredibly well with it now so it's really some some incredible cool products to come and find, discover the other really cool one at our markets is
3: um they came out first year the gamay ranges they just We're in a kind of pilot project, but they're the Indigenous sea rangers from down Botany Bayway. And these guys just have such fantastic knowledge of the marine environment. And they've now received seven-year federal funding and expanded their program, bringing in all these young Indigenous people as rangers. But when they came to our festival the first year, they met Adriana Verges and some of our marine scientists who were restoring the crayweed, for example. And mm. the indigenous rangers were calling it now Moonrock because the pollution in Sydney had wiped out all the crayweed destroying all their ancient fishing grounds. And, and they've got all these totems and this history. Anyway, they all met at the festival. And now those young Gamay rangers are going into UNSW to do marine science courses with Adriana's team. And they're collaborating on how they're actually doing new science projects. So you get these fantastic kind of networks and collaborations mm. when you have a festival environment to bring people together and share ideas. So we're pretty proud of that stuff.
2: Yeah, that's fantastic. That's something we actually spoke about with Anissa Lawrence in our last podcast chat. There's so many really passionate and intelligent, hardworking people working often on the same issue but in parallel to each other. Mm. And there is certainly a greater need to collaborate and work together. And this is where I think this festival is ideal. It just, it just naturally brings all these people together And facilitates this collaboration to ultimately again help protect our oceans.
4: Well, we actually see the very, the festival very much like that. We see it like a platform and a vehicle to actually showcase all these incredible initiatives and things that are happening because there's, there are so many people there and creating an environment where they, they can then plug in and come and share their things with the public is basically Mm. part of what we aim to do with the festival, bringing those great ideas to the public.
0: I must have to point out that, uh, and whilst we we may not have the following of Joe Rogan over in the United States, misinformation on Spotify is is bad. So there's get new spots there.
3: on Spotify now.
0: Yeah, so get out, do what your government tells you to do, get the jab, don't be a dick. Over the bad thing.
2: I just want to just put that out there. <laughs> yeah, G. Joe Rogan's sh- shaking his boots uh, with the Ocean Protect <laughs> podcast, no doubt. Well, We're waiting on the Spotify. Well, no, no, through, because but...
0: it's actually, it's, it's, ch- it's forced Spotify to change some of their laws. And, you know, like, you, you just can't go out there and say bull crap anymore. And anyway, look, to all our listeners, I'm sure they're smarter than Joe Rogan's listeners, but anyway.
2: You talked about the highs and lows over the last couple of years, but, I'm keen to sort of just go back to that sort of initial period when COVID was kind of just starting. It seems amazing to sort of talk about that now, but obviously you guys were in the midst of looking to have this festival in three or four weeks' time, and then twenty-four
3: hours actually. Twenty-four hours. So (laughs) we were we were a first hit, except for the South or the Latin American festival had already installed and they got shut down. Uh, So take
2: me through this period around between, is it 24 hours, between all guns blazing towards uh, having this festival and cancelling it.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey.
4: first order at
3: bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details some of the uh, well a couple of bonuses we had a million kind of flags and banners up that stayed up for about a month <laughs> instead <laughs> of a week we had an art installation that had gone into a big office building in the city the atlassian building and it was all our underwater beautiful art prints which are you use a QR code and that is one ethic because now people really know how to use a QR code. <laughs> if you use a QR code to dive into these pictures and you can look around them like 360, it's a pretty bizarre experience. That exhibition was going to come down and come over to the festival and that ended up staying up for months and months and months but, of course, no one was much in the CBD. Mm. We pivoted pretty quick like a lot of people tried, did that little scramble, photographed all our literati and put it online. We took all our fish tank interviews and put them online and some of the publicity was still coming out. But really, you can't do the kind of thing we needed to do in that environment. And then people like you guys stuck with us and Volvo stepped up and said this is almost more important than ever. We were all trying to predict that highway, but at the same time they got on board, as did you and others who stuck with us. And that was very uplifting. And so there was just a lot of reorganizing. Council was the same. They saw us as the kind of event that could move outside and get more flexible, but we were all learning how to deal with COVID. So Mm. um, it felt a bit punishing when you had to also juggle homeschooling and keep rearranging three times. (laughs)
4: The response we got from people made us realize that the event and what we've created is really valued and valuable. Mm. Waverly Council have written us into their annual events program and they're in the new pavilion. They're creating a digital story room about the history of, you know, all the culture in Bondi and all the things that happened. So they're putting the festival into that digital story room. And, uh, you know, we've just, we just had the most incredible response from everyone and if anything i think like Kaz said people actually stepped up rather than the other way around and surveys say this, they did so many surveys on what's people's main main concern now and actually ocean is at the top environment was right at the top with ocean at the top of that hmm. so i think we're in a good space
0: i have to say it is very frustrating brad and i uh, well I've, brad's probably been joining for the last i don't know six eight months We've got a little thing called Frank Sydney, a little conference that, you know, I came out of Stormwood, New South Wales. We, too, have been putting it off now for pretty much two years. And I think it's 29th and 30th of 29th March. 29th and 30th of March. Uh, we've actually obviously been trying to get this on for a number of years, but we still are having a hybrid conference because of covid you know, it is it is bloody hard when you've got to constantly change your plans. Running a conference or, or putting on anything, it's, it's like running a small business. It just, it's got a small amount of time, isn't it? You, you've, you've got to adapt, you've got to change. And then, is this 100% your day jobs? I mean, I'm, you know, Anita, you've got how many kids are you in life and, you know, other work? Four <laughs> kids. Well, you know, like, Kaz, you know, you've got a business, like, you guys have got heaps of other shit you're doing. How do you keep a balance?
4: At this stage, there's no balance. <laughs> 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 we've got each other. It's a yin and yang. We just keep going. We, we've got each other. We, we work well as a team, but we are literally at this stage always, those that run up to the festival, drowning it feels like, in things to do, trying to keep our head above water. And actually this year, so you remember our blue date day that we had in our first year at the Icebergs, so yeah. that's actually evolved now into a Blue Solutions Summit that's actually taking place at the Maritime Museum. And the Maritime Museum have been fantastic in coming behind to host that. And Ocean Impact Organization, Tim Silverwood and Nick Chiarelli, have joined us to, as a presenting partner for that as well. So that's actually taking place on the 10th at the Maritime Museum for about 200 people uh, and that's a basically business event for industry, science, government to really try and actually create some outcomes during this UN Ocean Decade.
0: The, sort of the talk of the town is creating outcomes from. From events, from conferences, and I'm really, really encouraged to hear. That. I didn't know you guys are doing that, Brad. I'm sure you'll, if you're not there, you're already, you know, you'll, you'll go. Um, well,
2: I'm going. I'm. I might. You might be my hot date that evening, Jeremy. You never know. Oh, you never know. <laughs>
0: hot date,
3: gee.
4: <Jeez. laughs> <laughs> um, it's been a networking event and our film screening with Valerie Taylor. So her film now has come out. The one that we shared the trailer of in our first festival. And it's been a huge success, and we've got Valerie and the filmmakers coming for a Q&A after as well.
2: Yeah, that's cool.
0: Getting back to it before Brad talked about going to a bloody dance with me, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, outcome-driven events are very important, and I, I, like, mm. I like what you're doing, and, and we're trying to do something similar. You know, I won't bore you with that, but to get great people together is always a bloody challenge. You know, To get 200 people like-minded across industry in a room is always a challenge if you can get those people in get some consensus around what are we trying to what are we trying to chew off here what are we actually trying to achieve and then through the the festival and then come back to it and go well are, are these some of the goals is that something that that you guys are, are
3: looking at doing Yeah. so we very much that we've almost had sleepless nights going let's not just have a gab fest for the sake of it that everyone knows the issues so We've pushed hard to get some senior government people in the room, including federal environment ministers, state ministers, but we are driving a pledge. It's a 10-point pledge. You can come into that at any point of the journey, but that is suggesting over the next couple of years, businesses, brands. Need to be showing the public, but internally showing their teams that they are getting on a journey that has for us a blue focus and that surprises people. We have talked to, for instance, a lot of the institutions across Sydney that all have a sustainability team and focus. So it's the opera house, the Australian museum, the maritime museum, city of Sydney. It's all green. And they're like, when we talk to them, it's like, wow, yeah, we're sitting in the blue city, one of the best in the world, we need an ocean component of that focus. So our summit will bring big brands like Nestle, we're talking some big fashion brands, we're talking some big finance people from startups to HSBC, Nature Fund, joint things with pollination. So where's the money going? Where's Mm. the consumer going in their purchasing habit? And where are big brands on their real journey. And we're using the Ocean Decade as a leverage point for this. We're bringing the United Nations team in. And ideally, you're not going to leave the room unless you put your hand up somewhere on that 10-point pledge scale Mm. of what you're doing to put an ocean focus into your movements. And there's going to be some great companies, and Volvo being one of them, who will tell their stories really short. We're keeping it tight and fast, with some great scientists in the room to keep us on track. So Totally to your point, Jeremy. Doing an event that feels like you're actually going to have an impact, and we'll revisit that in another year and see where you're at and move everyone along that journey.
2: Yeah, it almost seems like environmental activism, for want of a better word, has actually become very effective. I think, like historically, uh, and I did an environmental engineering degree twenty years ago, and I think back in those days, you were just considered a hippie, and anyone associated with sort of environmental protection was a little bit alternative. You know, they say things and. Scream for the protection of the planet, but nothing has very little impact. Basically, uh, honestly, but when you get all these different talents, experts, uh, you know, different disciplines. And I'm, I'm looking at you guys. You know, PR, marketing, and you talk about finance, environmental economists, entrepreneurs, uh, business people, Volvo, Ocean Protect, etc. All these people bring different skill sets, different levels of experience and expertise. If we can fundamentally coordinate our, ourselves to work towards some key actions, that is really, really effective. It's not just you know Woodstock-style love in GabFest like you referred to. It's actually like, what do we want to do and how are we going to do it and let's commit to doing something and actually then work towards doing that and hold ourselves accountable. And ultimately, there is nothing wrong with having a commercial interest in actually protecting the environment as well. Fundamentally, we all do, but we just don't appreciate it as, as much as we, in, in, in essence, have historically.
4: And I think that whole eco-entrepreneur, eco-this is kind of a thing of the past. It's just mm. it has to become the new norm. This is just what mm. we're trying to achieve. It's not because it's eco or because it's sustainable that it makes it that way. This has to be a new norm and that's, you know, it's not that eco and environmental is hippie or daggy or whatever else. It is actually just the way forward.
0: It's so funny you say that. Yesterday I was having a conversation with my mother and, um, She's she's turning sixty nine tomorrow. She wouldn't even think that she'd be having a sixty seventh birthday. Um, I must be doing something right back here in New Zealand, but that's not the point. She should see
2: veggie patch. I reckon all those veggies.
0: She You love Katie. Um, she's um, she's a very a lovely human being. Anyway, my point is, we're talking about how the world has come to and using pronouns, and you know, am I he or her or they, and. I brought the same point up that you brought up. I said, Well, I'm sick of people going out and saying people are eco entrepreneurs. But it's just an entrepreneur. You know, it just so happens that you're you're doing something good for the planet. You don't need to label that as an eco like this, we've got to get it into mainstream norm. Saving the planet is 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 you, we've got to do it every day. You're not an eco entrepreneur, you just
3: business practice now. That's right. That's you know? and businesses are leading that and the bold and the brave Will be grabbing the market. So we've got, you know, Mike from Zero Co. Very brave. He's tried a few things. He's coming down from Byron. Lucky thing to speak on that FMCG panel, for example. They, they're brave people. They're getting out ahead of the Woolworths and people and saying this has just got to be done. We can't wait for the big guys. And that's right. He blew up the internet on his um, share pledge release thing that he did. So brand new company, Mike's startup. Send you all your kit for all your household products and then they've invested in a big recycling system, blah, blah. So, and look, all us early adopters also became early investors with them and you couldn't, I was emailing madly going, I can't get on the share register because the whole thing just blew up in the system. So he's accelerating at a rate of knots ahead of the curve. All about oceans, all about doing the right thing and keeping plastic out of ocean.
0: Great to hear you. Hey, well, team, any suggestions? I mean, uh, uh, any of the key highlights that we should be going to? I mean, the brand obviously wants to hit some of the more social functions, but Anita, what's <laughs> what, what's the event that you're looking forward to the most over the Ocean Lovers Festival?
4: God, I'm I'm just so excited about all of it. I, I oh, had a nightmare. You got to have one. I, I had a nightmare the other day that I woke up. That, that I'd been setting up the information stall, and somehow the festival was over, and I'd missed everything. <laughs> and I, was going, oh, I had so many things I wanted to do and see. What happened? Where did it go? And Kaz was saying the same thing She had a name going, "Oh, we we forgot to get all the photos." No, there's, I'm just. We've got the Ocean Lovers Lap Swim with the Icebergs Pool that I'm really really excited about because that would be a really good event. We've got uh, 110 swimmers that are locked into that, and. Actually, piping hot have come on board and made uh, swimsuits for all the swimmers out of recycled materials. So that's going to be really fun. And they wheel an electric car. Yeah, they get to
3: drive. Well, hang
2: on, can, it, can I can I put my name in for that? Like, a, oh, I don't done. need a swimsuit. Oh. Well, done.
4: <laughs> well, we're putting up their all new XC Forty a, a recharge electric, like full electric. Yeah, for a week for the winner.
0: Oh wow! So you drive an electric car for a week. What an amazing prize!
4: So that's pretty cool. And Um, uh, then we'll have this beautiful yoga session on the beach in the morning and meditation that I would love to do, but I think I'll be scrambling and I don't think I'll keep my head in one place for long enough to manage to do that one. But I'm really looking forward to the markets and the band and just that festival vibe in the festival hub, which will be really fun, that's going to be in the sort of the center of attraction.
0: Now I'm getting a little bit jealous. What about
3: you, Tess? I'm just gobsmacked with the literati entry, so I can't wait to see people actually get up. A lot of them are sculptures. They're really amazing, so I'm pretty excited about that. Love nothing better than diving into a crayweed forest. That's just so much fun. So it's hot here in Sydney now. I think this is going to be a really attractive event, and it's, if you register, it's free to get into the iceberg, so normally you pay. So it's like get on, book a spot. We've got all these spots online, and um, that's just a bit of fun. That's different.
2: And, and obviously, if people want to find out more, uh, just to recap, it's it's March, March 6th to 13th,
4: and it's oceanloversfestival.com dot com, and you can follow us on our socials as well.
0: Yeah, they've like got really good socials. I'm not I'm not a social <laughs> person, but their socials are really good. As always, lovely to see you. Sorry this we're not down uh, having a, um, uh, a drink in uh, Bondi but doing this, but you guys will be. You'll let me be having your, yeah. uh, your vegan smoothies with Brad and no time. <laughs> but, hey, well done. Um, hats off to you. Look, I, you, you're, you're so um, calm about uh, the last few years, and, and I probably know there's probably been a few more sleepless nights than you're letting on, but, hey, well done. You're, you're really an inspiration. You're pulling communities together. You're pulling industries together together. Um, and pulling governments together, which is, is, is the most important one, putting them all in a room and, and making a real difference. So um, wonderful seeing you today. Thanks for coming on our show again. Brad, will look forward to seeing you in person. Hopefully I will. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you both in the future.
4: Yeah, looking
3: forward. To- Thanks for all your support, Jeremy.
0: All good. Bradley? Boom, boom. See you tomorrow.
3: Thanks for listening to the Ocean Protect podcast. If you'd like to find out more about us and what we do, check us out at oceanprotect.com.au.